Gronkowski gonna hang it up? He should. Say anything? He should. I, I, is he a Hall of Famer, though? He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's the best tight end of all time, arguably. Yeah. Bro, he, he, he kept pace with Des Bryant for most touchdowns in the league. Yeah, for like five years in a row when Dez was in beast mode. Yeah. Is he is he is he is he better than Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten? Some um, Patriots like, Patriots fans would laugh at you right there. I but he's got three more rings than both those guys combined. And I'm a kind of person he's who puts just rings a high value. Powerhouse of a person too. Like of a player, right? Like I don't know, I've, he's I'm, a man mover, man. He's he, a power like over someone like Jason Witten. Like, he was the best red zone target in the league for at least a two a, a, a two year stretch. There might not at the very minimum. Okay, and there might not have been a mismatch like him. There might not have been. Uh, Do you a think Edelman's a fucking Hall of Famer? No, that's a yeah, laugh. Edelman? That's, that's laughable. laughable too. That's like three hundred three hundred twenty ninth all time in touchdowns receiving. Nick He's Wright, 271st or something like that in yardage. Nick He's Wright had a comparison. Receptions. Nick Wright ha- had a comparison with. No, he's not. With, Julian Edelman. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. no, he's not. With uh, Chris I, Carter. I, I think he will because of the three rings and the playoff stats. He the has fact that they his mean, statistics are similar to Dion Branch. Do you remember that? Jim player? Nance is gonna talk him into the fucking Hall of Fame every time he mentions that he's sole only one number two behind Jerry Rice. That was part of the drinking game we played. Every time Edelman gets mentioned as number two behind. Jerry Rice, take a sip. Yeah, was on there. I, I didn't realize what what the, is the drink. What is he number two in? Oh, in uh, playoff perceptions. Play perceptions. Yeah, oh. Jerry Rice is one forty nine, and it is <coughs> like one ten, maybe one eight, one eighteen, or whatever. Change. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's I. I, I think it's laughable, and it's uh, actually it's a joke. Like I shouldn't say laughable because someone actually asked me that yesterday at halftime, and I answered them. Exactly. Uh, that's not really a surface answer kind of question. Maybe not. Maybe, but not first ballot guaranteed. Man, that my, was bad punctuation. But either way. My biggest issue with Julian Edelman going to the Hall of Fame is that you have three rings playing with the GOAT. Does that take away from what he's achieved in any way? Like, if you were to, to, to ask me, like... Andre Johnson for the Houston Texans, I think, is more of a Hall of Fame candidate than Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but like that's ten years of greatness at the position, but he doesn't have even a playoff win. He might have a playoff win. I don't think he does. Okay, so do you get the point I'm trying to make? I know what you're trying to say. So to me, he's more of a Hall of Famer than Julian Edelman. Yeah, he is, but I don't like. You don't like comparisons. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was gonna say. How do I work that? Here's a sharpie for. Oh yeah, we got yeah we got to sign that and we got to do the raffle. Um, I was working on my signature the other day at work like some fucking soon to be like some soon to be married fucking broad test nut or noob last name. That's funny. Seeing how it looks. Joanne Baxter, love it. Fuck. That escalated quickly. Sorry, your name's gonna be Julia Gulia. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. About that. Why is that funny? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd play that soundbite, but I don't want to get taken off fucking iTunes and Spotify. Taken off, yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh.
started like trying to like write and then it just was like the game was like nothing was happening to write well defensively there was stuff <laughs> but I just I'm gonna like we gonna get a clucky call I'm gonna steal your like notepads I'm just gonna like scurry off with them in the night and show my tattoo artist and be like can you do this font <laughs> that's the font of your mind goes faster than your hand what are you doing right here what are you building some world that was or something? some King building of some world that was me thinking of uh, some stuff for Game of Thrones Game of Thrones shit I often wonder if uh, writing historical fiction is more difficult than just creating your own world and just like having anything goes but then you're yeah, really after after listening to like some of those things and you're like, well, no, if you listen to the first line of John, it's like, man, what am I thinking? You could write some shit like it's too that's calm. that's too calm. see that's why I fucking like, got on like, you so about calm. like, oh yeah, you could just finish his books. Yep, you figured them out. No man, well, Stephen King said that. Sort of like, little in between or it, no, it's you say, oh, but I can play the CFL. I can guard that guy. Yeah, it's the strong. same thing. I mean, like confidence see is one thing, but see, you get six out of eight on NFL honor fucking picks, and all of a sudden that chest is poked out a little bit. Yeah, I can finish George's books for him, bro. Bro, <laughs> his four seven forty. Are you kidding me? But he compete four seven forty. That's funny. I don't know if he compete. I don't know if it would be sub four seven. You're right, he'd be hard 4-8. What would Scott run? Okay, this guy's not texting me back. Like it's... Um, oh. Who are for? Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Johnny Songbird. I think this game was like... It's considered one of the greatest defensive games of all time in the sense that yeah, it should be when the well it's in the way that the Patriots team that no one could stop fucking so, didn't score a touchdown you know there's only one other team that didn't so, score a touchdown in the Super Bowl uh 2000 Giants uh no 1967 oh or 1976 uh Dolphins Super Bowl 6 or sorry 19 uh 71 there you go 1971 Super Bowl 6 was the last time because I was about to say so I was trying to understand this chart but it's so it's like it got it's got the defense and it's got the opponent and it's got regular season average. So like the defense was the Pats, the opponent was the Rams, the Rams regular season average in points was thirty two point nine and they only scored three, which is nine point one percent of the score, I guess, of like their average score. And then it's got a list of like say the ten Shit, I just missed Brandon Kong. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to really keep going. He's gonna call he's gonna call right back though. Yeah. You. What's going on? Yo, what's going, what's going on? on? Not much. You? Oh, you know, just driving home. Okay, driving home. So, how long of a ride? How long do you have a drive? Do you have? Usually twenty minutes. Uh, twenty minutes, but. But in minus seventy-four degree weather, fucking your your tires are sticking to the ground. Thinking right there. <laughs> um, we're colder than we're colder. Well, no, we're colder than the Rams' offense. Uh, in all seriousness, bro, we had more listeners last week on our episode than the fucking Rams had total offense. Yards. <laughs> more <laughs> listeners than yards. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's kind of crazy to think in Hamilton today, bro. It was thirteen degrees Celsius. 
That is crazy. Yeah, it, was it was nice. All the snow's gone. It was beautiful, actually. It was, it was, it was a gorgeous day. My coffee wasn't even 13 degrees. That's hilarious. Pretty much drink ice caps all day. That's hilarious, bro. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's like he's watching Ronnie Dangerfield cutaways. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. crap. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's that fucking... What? So, it's... Oh, it's the, the S on that fucking... The lemon haze. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So, whew, what a... What a boring freaking game last night, eh? Hold on, hold on. Let's 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 intro the episode before we get into that. Hold on, one second. Can you guys hear me okay? Oh yeah. Just drive safe, bud. This this isn't as important as getting home safe. Yeah. Uh so welcome back to Talking Pigskin. It's episode thirty. We're finally out of the twenties. I'm your host, Jeremy McKeon. Mike the Jag. Johnny Stat. And on the phone we have we got Brandon the out of towner. The out of towner and and the the AKA B Dog, AKA the Butcher. AKA the Butcher, yes. Do you have your list of names on the steering wheel right now, taped? <laughs> Jesus. Taped right up. AKA driving north of the wall, bud. <laughs> Sony So Sonny Michael, he had uh he had ninety six yards last night. Oh sorry, Michelle, Michelle. Uh the Zoolander was knuckleballing them down. Yeah, yeah, Zoolander was knuckleballing the the fifty three yard uh, field goal for the only points of the night. <laughs> I mean, I think that that kick Drake it 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 faded, it draw, and then it faded back again. It did. It was knuckleball. Johnny <laughs> complained. Johnny complained right. about it instantly. What was his? Was it a fifty three yarder he kicked uh, in the game? Was that a record? Uh, I don't believe so. The the punt the punt of sixty five yards that Tony Romo so perfectly mockingly uh, uh, like applauded like with fake enthusiasm. We got we got a record break. We got a sixty five yarder. Maybe was that a twenty yard punt bounced bounced forty five yards more? No, it was it was the opposite of that. It was a forty five yarder that bounced twenty yards. And they're losing the, their mind uh, because yeah. of a punt. Well, you that's what that, happens. No, but you know that you're watching a boring Fringo football game when the uh, commentators are losing their mind over a 65-yard punt. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, co- color me critical, however. I've seen it dump the not-so-Super Bowl. It was the average bowl. It, honestly, it the you average take bowl. And, I, and I, can raise, I can raise my hand and say, in the fourth quarter, I caught myself nodding off a few times. Try to hit the same vein that Kurt Cobain did. Fuck, you gotta stay off the heroin, bro. <laughs> No. <laughs> Are you two hours behind? Yeah, it was like eight o'clock. It was like five o'clock. Yeah, I know. The sun's still shining. Christ, it hasn't even set yet. That's fucking funny. Um, so for me, for for me, the MVP last night was 
Stephon Gilmore. It, it wasn't Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman was just the only offensive hero. Mike is speaking like a true Jag. Clayus Campbell had the tweet of the night saying, how does a guy in a defensive game where there's only 16 points scored who has three pass breakups, five tackles, a fumble recovery, an interception, and something else not win MVP? Now, don't get me wrong. Edelman balled out, and he's got everyone fucking drinking Hall of Fame Kool-Aid now. That's hilarious, but carry on. Um, yeah, I, I, agree. I would have to agree that the story of that game and the, and, and the most dominating factor in that game was probably Sam uh, Gilmore. No matter who was on it, because he made plays against Cooks, he made plays against Woods, he made plays against Reynolds, he makes plays. And even when a player catches a ball on him, it's always in a soft comeback. It's always in a zone capacity where he's fundamentally sound and stout, and he's like, okay, catch the ball for 14 yards. Let's go again. Yeah. So do I... Uh, I agree. Was, he, was, was, was Gilmore the one, if I, um, just off the top of my head, that came across the end zone and broke it up? No, that was McCourty. That was McCourty. Was it McCourty? Okay. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh, what I was going to say was, um, I've been told that Johnny's coming for my job, and so I've decided to, to elevate my stat game and not rely on him for stats. Um, that's a little wink to the beehive out there. You know who you are. Um, so 27 of 60 snaps last night for the Rams on offense resulted in zero or negative yards. Hold on a second. That's 45%, folks. Hold, hold on a second. So you run 60 plays on, on offense. As the best offensive is, team with the best offensive mind in football. Which is already low. And arguably the best running back in football. Which, which is already about 10 to 15 plays below. What they're average. used to, yes. Or average, right? So Yes. That's what happens when you have like nine three and outs in the first half. And 45% of those plays, I believe they were 0 for 8 yeah. on, third, on down third down. In the first half alone. And then they were 1 for 9 in the second half. Oh, which defense do I need to employ to beat this team? Oh, I have two weeks uh, in which to do it. Oh, okay. Okay. And they think I'm going to just do what I've done all season? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We don't play zone? How about I play zone defense 83% of the time? I'm so glad you said that because, oh, oh, we usually run out of this package? Okay, how about we just pass it? swing pass every time. Yeah, perfect. So we usually, also oh, this is the, the jumbo set? Okay, we're going to run play action pass on it and just beat you that way. And it's like, oh, there's there wasn't one feeling of hope. For oh, that Rams offense. I, I, can, I can identify a couple. When Co- Gurley broke that run for, what, 24 yards? And then there's a, the bogus, and there's a bogus hold, and it was after the point where he had got past the ball. Oh, block. it was phantom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yes. phantom. The guy yes. was tripped yes. behind, yes. and yes. even yes. Tony said, ah, I, I wouldn't have called that. And, I agree. And Johnny you. said, that's about as close as he's going to get to throwing the ref under the bus. Fair point. Um, Fair point. Cooks dropped a touchdown. Oh, he dropped. He, he dropped. Where you could argue yeah, potentially was, game winner. Where you could maybe argue that there was pi on his left arm if you actually go back and watch it. <laughs> As a receiver, he, <laughs> he you catch that. Even still, you should catch it and yeah. you absorb the contact and you get bounced in the end zone. Oh, sorry. The okay. second one that Cooks dropped or was knocked away, as, you, as, as yeah, Brandon yeah. asked about, we rewound that watching it live about three different times. After watching the replay, it still wasn't enough. I had to rewind and watch it more. What did you see? Because I saw it live. Well, because I saw... Well, I watched it live too, but I mean... Oh, yeah. I saw Goff miss a wide-open receiver, so I... Like, for about three seconds. And then by the time he found him, like, it gave McCourty the chance to come from the opposite (coughs) side of the field and come and break it up. 
So we rewound it to watch it live for the third time to see what he was looking at the whole time. And what he was, was watching. Eyes? His eyes were on the top right of the field on the single high guy. So he did one on one. He didn't come back to the center. So of he the fell field. in love with his with his first progression and to see if the guy could get a step on him and just missed the blown coverage in the middle of the field with with the actual number one guy who wasn't the number one read on the play, but like how do you miss Cook streaking wide open? First thing that stuck out in my mind <clears throat> was how long he was open for. That's what I mean. The second thing that struck out in my mind was, if you're looking at your first read, you're drawing the safety to it. So you've already done half the work. You have to come back to the middle of the field, which isn't a far progression, See, that's and why then complete I, the play. That's why I hate plays where but your it was number late. one and your number two progression are on opposite sides of the field. I always want to see my number two progression in the corner of my eye, in my peripheral. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Do you think it was uh, overwhelming nerves for Goff? What, Brando? Do you think it would be like overwhelming of nerves for Goff in this game? Yeah, he was deer in the headlights. For it a sure while. seemed like it, didn't it? Remember that talk? No, uh, no. Do you remember in? Okay, do you remember the first ten weeks of the show? You asked uh, me on several occasions, "Is Jared Goff elite?" Yeah, he showed he, he got deer in the headlights last night. Did you see him in the post game? <laughs> But he looked like he lost a family member, like in his arms. It was uncomfortable. It was like I was watching it, it and was I really was just like, I felt bad for him. Uh, <sighs> after like question four, I was like, "Why are you guys still asking him questions?" It's, it's like, like that oh, family let guy. Let him go home just... and have another shower. Like, <laughs> Jared Goff, buddy, he looked like he literally like it was bad. Yo, he looked like he the just watched his dog get hit by a train. Yeah, at least he shot somebody in a hunting accident. Like, like, like it was awful. Like, <laughs> he's giving the press conference afterwards about it. But I guess, like, good. Good. Well, yeah. I'm good. Like, the, like, yeah, like the fire. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I, like... That's how I took it. You yeah. know what? To me, it looked like a guy who all of a sudden, after riding the coattails of, of Todd Gurley and, and manufactured snaps for Todd Gurley all season, like, when, they, when teams were shutting down the run midway through the second quarter in a game, it was, okay, let's screen pass it seven out of the next mm-hmm. 11 plays, and Todd's going to get six of them. Yes, or what? Yeah. There were zero manufactured downs throughout that game last night, where Todd Gurley had to be manufactured into the game script. He Dude, was the forgotten man. I couldn't agree more. Did anybody else? I could agree more either. He was he was so forgotten, and like I said earlier, like um, will it come out that he was injured or not? Because his usage was so low. Like you have him as your top offense. I think like he's gonna run your offense. Obviously, you have God, you have Cook. No, you but it have, goes through. Uh, it goes through Gurley. Yeah, what's that? What's that story? It, it runs through Gurley. Absolutely. Yeah. And and also, like I mentioned last week, it hurt them losing Cooper Cup halfway through the year. Oh, He's I've, I've said that numerous times. He needed. He needed. He needed yeah. They needed him so bad. Yep. You can't. You can't stress the importance of having somebody that can run every route on the tree. Yeah. And always get open, right? Now, what I don't know, and, and tell me if you guys agree or disagree. Did Sean McVay sort of uh, tell everybody what he was going to do, and then go right out and do exactly what he said he was going to do? Well, there was like uh, he, he said that Todd Gurley's not going to be the workhorse, and he wasn't, right? He said that they're going to come out and play their game. They're going to run it, and they did. Yeah, but they they weren't smart with like they ran the ball on second down far too many times, in my opinion, last night. And get, and set up golf and impossible. Like I said it to you last night before the game even started. I said the story of this game is going to be third and ten for the Rams because they were worse 
They had a worse efficiency in converting them than the Jets did this season. However, they had the least amount of third and ten situations in the league in at 190-whatever. In which to contend. Yeah. So nobody's really seeing how they react in that situation. But then you put them in the big game under the big lights against Big Tom. And they score three points. Both teams didn't do very well. No, Tom didn't play great either last night. Like, we, we all said, you guys were talking about 400 passing yards last And I said, I don't think he even has to get three to win, but I think he'll get to three. Yeah. Well, I lost 100 yeah. bucks. I, I, thought three, I thought 310 was like an in, in, uh, average number. Like a layup? But, but yeah. uh, that, that defense showed that uh, they could hold them and still lose. <laughs> we, we, talk, <laughs> we talked yeah, last week. Rams defense played great. Okay, look, we, we're going to get to them because. Marcus Peters had a redemption game, in my opinion. Of um, sorts. Of sorts. We'll get back to that, though. Um, there was a prop bet. It was over under 300 passing yards for Tom Brady. We actually talked about that last week as well. We all took it over? And yeah, you. we certainly did. Except for you, right? No, I, 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 I didn't know. So okay. I said it's probably going to be the over. Well, I said definitely over. And he finished with and I, 271, I, I believe. Thought- Something close to that, he, yeah. co- he cost me a couple hundred bucks last night on fucking props. Oh, he probably cost a lot of people millions of dollars, but um, I wouldn't say a lot of people. I yeah, want to stay on... Did he finish t- with 266? Did he finish with? Let's find out. Jamie, why don't you Google that? Yeah, it was something... Yeah, yeah. It was 271 or 276, something like Something un-Brady and pedestrian-like. Well, is he even just, like, 21 completions? Like, he just... Okay, bef- don't forget about this, because I want to go back to Gurley, because we barely touched on him, but... Did Tom Brady's early deflection for interception kind of depict the way the rest of it, at least that first half went for the Patriots offense? And they didn't really check. Like, they were taking what was given to them, and they a lot of the time they were checking down on third down and, and hoping they could get the yardage after the catch, but not threatening those zones or threatening those tight window throws to have a second turnover in the first half and give them any sort of light. They were playing the position game and taking what was given to them. Would you agree or disagree? I would agree, yeah. Agree? I would agree. Do you think it was because of that intercept, that clucky interception? Because they were moving the ball on that opening drive, and then that happened. You think that Bill... Oh, no, Bill... I don't think so. What, what, no, you think that, that inter- Bill... Was the interception tipped, too? What? The was the inter- interception tipped? Yes, that's what I'm saying. A deflected interception. Yeah. A clucky interception. It wasn't a, yeah, a bad not- read. It wasn't a... I don't think it forced Belichick to recalibrate it in any way, shape, or form. I think their game plan was to go into the game with three running backs and to utilize each one of them differently, right? So if James White came out of the backfield and just caught checkdowns against soft zone coverages, and then Burkhead and Michelle came inside... Time out. How many catches did James White have last night? Uh, Guess. Well, five or six? I'd say zero. One. Oh, wow. One catch in the game. Wow. So I really thought he was gonna be. That's a what happens when you watch the game at a bar with your girlfriend and fucking trivia going on. I don't even want to describe the experience that I had. Shit was so loud that I couldn't even enjoy Tony's commentating. But I'm not gonna complain. Uh, yeah, shut up! I want to hear Tony. I want a badass football. So tri- trivia rocks. But I I'm just wondering. They go into this game with three backs. They they utilize them however they need. Bill Belichick is an amoeba. Like he is an adapting cell that takes whatever is going on in that's, a game. That's more uh, Josh McDaniels though. Belichick's handling the defense. Fair enough. That was Josh Mc, that was Josh point. McDaniels against Wade Phillips. That's that's the funny thing. The two youngest, hottest uh, 
play callers in the league and Josh McDaniels and, and and what's his name? Sean McVay yeah. got their asses kicked by two fucking ninety year olds last night. That's a really, really good point, actually. So Wade Phillips, yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden yeah. in the year that, that yes, offense did rule. There was a league high in touchdowns. The final four scoring offenses get to the final four teams, and then we get a 13-3 fucking Super Bowl and get a wizardry performance from Bill Belichick's team, who is filled with basically fucking nobodies. When Other than a couple fucking skill positions, that team, like, the way that, that offensive line gets disrespected, the way that D-line gets disrespected, the linebacking core, that linebacking core is so fucking versatile. They lined up six wide on the line all night. There's the nothing, had no answer. There's nothing that Dante Hightower can't do, first of all, okay? Stephon Gilmore he might He dropped be, a pick last night that, that would have busted that game a little wide open. Yeah, more. but if you look at it... was on the old 20. And yeah, but he's reaching back, though. Not he every middle it. linebacker... Yeah, but not every middle linebacker has hands. I know, but I'm just saying, when you like, clap your hands together in frustration before the ball has hit the ground after bouncing off your hands, you missed one. I, okay, I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah. But I'm agreeing with great. what you said. And I think that Stephon Gilmore might be one of the most underrated defensive players in football that nobody talks about. Because well, he, he, got all, he got fucking first team all pro. Right. But what what I'm trying to say is, is who else on that defense scares you? Well, and that's why I said put the number number one guy on the number two. And let yes. Them, and that's and exactly double team, what... Do a bubble zone, double team, whatever, to, to eliminate Woods and... and all of a sudden, Robert Woods looking mighty pedestrian. Like, let's switch. I over, let's switch. I want to go back to Gurley before we, we switch sides of the ball. Okay, go. Is he hurt? Like, why was he going off and on the bike last night? Why is he limping back to the huddle on two separate occasions and having it pointed out by Tracy Wolfson? Yeah, I think his knee's got to be hurting still. I think it is too. Uh, I I even heard a little rumbling today, and I don't want to. Which I don't need? want to run with a with a with a frayed string, but there's something. Maybe I've heard there's something that maybe happened between Sean McVay and, and Todd Gurley in the last two weeks. Well, that's something that we can't really. That's it's not, speculatory, yeah. But speculative. There, yeah. But there's evidence on film for two weeks in a row of the best player in the league, arguably on offense. I wouldn't call him that, but when I call Zeke that, I get laughed out uh, with, uh, with a quick Gurley uh, deflection. So if he's the best guy in the league. Why did he have fucking 43 yards rushing combined the last two games in the two biggest games of the year? Absolutely. He's the guy where he should be in 100 yards, 90 yards plus for those two Even games. if he's having a bad game, you should, be, you should be losing by force-feeding him. But here's my problem, though, guys. The injury rules in the NFL are so strict that I don't see how a player plays who's genuinely hurt. Like, all players play... Hurt, but being injured is something completely different. All you do is so, not miss. A, and, and let, and, don't and miss let, a snap and practice, let you go, and you're not and an let, injury uh, I'll, I'll jump off the you talk, still and let you're a hockey player. You'll play with a fucking broken leg. Well, that's two totally different. Hockey's fucked with their, their injury reports. They don't even have to tell you. And they don't have to well, be specific. They, they can just say body injury. Yeah, they don't even have to fucking lower, de- yeah. define upper or lower. They can just say bodily bodily harm done to player. So to answer your question, it sure looked like something wasn't right with Todd Gurley. Whether or not they come back like it's a meniscus or it's something in his knee, it's, I have no idea. It's the, it's the yep. reoccurring college injury. You think the one yeah, that happened in his junior year? Even body language says something that he's dealt with. That's why I had interrupted previously a few moments uh, ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
the knee injury that he suffered at Georgia in his junior year because that yeah. one was devastating yeah. and that one was something that nobody knew if he'd be able to come back to and he rehabbed and he incredibly. Has, he did everything he needed to do. It has lasting effects from it. It's like it's, a back injury. It's incredible. You pinch your sciatic nerve once and fucking good luck for the rest of your life because any, any time it wants to go, it'll go. But it's also like groins and hamstrings too, right? They never go back 100%. Just that's ask true. Sean Lee. Ask Sean Lee, yeah. Um, sure. The way... Uh, let's, let's... Ask Miles Austin. Let, well, there's now, so many think, players that you think the Rams um, they should have stuck more with the run game? Like, Gurley had 10 carries, C.J. Anderson had 7 carries, Robert Wood 1 carry. Well, I, uh, I, do you think they should have stuck more with the run game? Like, with C.J. Anderson in there pounding the ball through New England defense? or Not, not with the way that they... Here's the throw. Here it is. So here's the miss. But uh, to answer your question, I, know, I say if... Situationally, the way they did it, I think it was terrible. All those, all those runs at a second and ten and second and eight looks, where all of a sudden you're setting up golf in third and seven, third and eight, third and ten. Like we, we all know the numbers. They were zero for eight. Their first th- eight third downs in the game, like. And then one for nine is just and when, and, equally abysmal. And let's just duties. remember, like let's put ourselves in those shoes. We've all played on the same men's league football team. We've all been on the same team where. We're bashing a team forty to nothing by halftime and mercying them, and then three weeks later, uh, you know we're playing a team that maybe we take a little light and we're getting our ass kicked, and and it all of a sudden it you can't just flip that switch, and because you can't, it's that much more frustrating, and then things compound even further, and then you implode on your own sideline <laughs> or what have you. Could the Rams defense have done more? Because I genuinely don't think so. I don't know I what. Don't what more could they have done? You old Tom Brady to thirteen well, points. Let's be. Let's. I mean, I think we're being pretty fucking soft right now. Um, as far as Aaron Donald's supposed to be the best player in the league, regardless of, of position or side of the ball, and, and Aaron Donald only had one pressure, and I Sue would, looked back. Sue looked like he was back in week six and not giving a fuck again. I would argue that that defensive line was absolutely neutralized. Like that's why I picked the Cowboys against the Rams is because I watched them look similar to that against you, the Bears, you, you, you and I thought if happening. if I can if my defense can stymie their offense, yeah. the way I watched it happen before and the way I think it can happen again, yeah. then I'll trust my team. But it's more offensive line play though. You need your offensive line to play very very well to right. back a shot, right? Oh yeah. So a hundred percent. So um, even here, Sue lines up at 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 the end, so he's closest to us on the on the defensive line, completely. And utterly neutralized. Yeah. And there, he could have made a play on Burkhead. Maybe. But, like, all that I'm saying is, is why do you put a defensive tackle out wide? What are you trying to do? Burkhead didn't play He played a lot of snaps at end last night. But I'm trying to say why, though. But they've done it, they've done it, they've done it at other times this year, too. It's it's because, it's to create the, like, to give him an isolated matchup on the outside. Against the tackle, so yeah. Furthest point away from the double team of Donald. Yes. So there's no... It, it, if you line him right beside in the in the one tech and then Donald's in the three yeah. or vice versa and then there's a double team right next to it those it's five big bodies banging no one's getting through and I completely appreciate that you don't want to neutralize your two best defensive that's what I two best defensive linemen yeah. and you don't want to neutralize your two best defensive linemen when there's double teams all about in front of them yeah 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 right I'm gonna uh, that's still a far ways away for Sue to get to biggest game of the year one one hurry one quarterback pressure. Really? I agree. I uh, think Dante Fowler had a better game than Aaron Donald. Uh, for the guy 
that decided to start playing football again and ruin my fucking team season in Dominican Sioux, and then all of a sudden just go back to, like, he looked like he was working a, a double shift at Sukasa last night in Miami and had to fucking catch a flight to Atlanta in the morning. He was Man. in the kitchen scrubbing pots and pans at Sukasa. Man, they got to catch the red eye, dude. I was just working a double in this one bitch. One tackle, pit. one assist. Terrible. I, I couldn't agree more. He was invisible, and he looked light. He didn't look like a heavy, immovable object. Well, now, the way that I saw the equipment manager or whoever adjusting his pads midway saw, through the game, yeah, pulling just, him down. It was yeah. That wasn't just because they got moved around. He was a little uncomfortable for some reason. He was trying to get reassimilated or something. I'm, uh, What's your point? I, I think that maybe he got a little jarred up early. Something, right? something, yeah, something wasn't right. He didn't look, he didn't right. look like he, he had that dog in him. Where he was in on every play like he was two weeks ago against the Cowboys. I never want to say that he. I never want to say that any guy wasn't hungry, but he didn't didn't look hungry. Like he just didn't look like he would have done anything. Let's meet at the quarterback. But he played that game know. like he assumed he was going to get single covered the whole time, and because of that and that alone, he was going to win. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that. It wasn't that case. It wasn't the case at all. I think Marcus Peters played well. I think Akeem Talib played. I mean, he has incredible. Played players. all right. He has, he has playoff experience, Aqib Tlaib. Played quite well. I All around, they seem just a little off. Yeah. And, and that, goes, that, that goes for both teams, too. Yeah, um, it wasn't a good Super Bowl. No, it wasn't. Teams didn't execute. They didn't make plays. There was a lot of puns. The only reason why I stayed, stayed tuned, in, like, tuned in to the very end was because I was appreciating the mastery of Belichick. Like... Everything that that team is supposed to be, they were different. Like, we talked about how they've evolved so much from just last year mm-hmm. and how it's it's even more impressive because of how the contrast in the league from last year to this year and the and the total different parity. And it's parity for the other 31 teams, but not them. And they made another adjustment from within this season. Like, they made a dedicated decision to start running the ball more because... You know, like, the, they weren't going to be able to win in Kansas City passing for 400 fucking yards. Speaking of win, they drafted a player out of George Isaiah Win that you were so... That's the kind, only lineman I know. You were so kind to share with me that hasn't played a snap all season. That's right. That's so the first round draft pick. So they take two Georgia starters, okay? Let's, they, do, it, it, let's derail what? it for a second. Finish your thought, but then okay. I want to derail it for a thought about first round draft picks. Okay, so they take... <coughs> they take a tackle out of Georgia who doesn't play, and they still have a cohesive unit in an offensive line. And they lost Nate Soldier. And they lost Nate Soldier free agency. Now he plays, yeah. What? The John, huh? Hey, Mumblemouth, what are you saying? Someone's... Oh, is, is it getting, feedback? You're getting feedback. Oh, you're, you're going to have to call back, bud. I'm not having that shit. So, he... <laughs> So here's my issue is, nothing can derail what they're able to do via the offensive line, via protection, and via the run game. And I don't understand how that's able to happen, even when you draft a tackle in the first round. How? Like I said earlier, I don't know a single one of their offensive linemen. I couldn't tell you. you know, except for the guy that didn't play a snap this year, and I only knew him because I've watched him at Georgia the, the previous year. And I, and I applauded the draft pick. I thought that was a great pick they made la- back last April. The other lineman that I did know of 
is now the highest paid and, and worst performing left tackle in the NFC East in Nate Solder. And other than that, I don't know one of their offensive linemen. But why doesn't it matter? Why doesn't it matter that they don't have individual players? Like, nothing is individual in the New England Patriots. Everything is an 11 Well, Jordy's been saying collective. that. Jordy's been saying that for three weeks. It's the Patriot way, bro. But it's, <clears throat> pardon me, it's so much more than a Patriot way because that has to do with what they do off the field as well. That has to do with how they handle themselves. Well, that's I'm talking... That's I'm, why, though. But I'm talking schematically. I'm talking about what happens in the rooms when they're planning and the strategy that goes into the game. You know what happened to me, and not to like to make it seem like an overly callous organization or environment, but the day that Isaiah Wen went down for the year, they were like, for lack of a better way of explaining it, they went, okay, well, the evaluation on him starts next year. Next man next, is, next issue. No more issues? Okay, let's address this issue. Cool. See you tomorrow. Or maybe we go to the fucking think tank and we don't go home and we simulate five hours of sleep in 40 minutes. Which is a story that I heard this week which I thought was pretty cool. Um, that that's what the Patriots do. I, they have they have those those fucking, what's it called? Those cryogenical oh sleep therapy cryogenic things. Cryogenic sleep chambers? So you sleep in it for 45 minutes and it sim- simulates five hours of rest. They're a fucking team of Draculas. <laughs> I think that that is when the that co- information is leaked to these ears. The coolest thing. How is every other owner in the league not ordering them to their team facility today? They how better they all be unfucking undoing crates with crowbars today. How are they not saying every and single one of my employees fucking, get in there? Like Joe Rogan talks about it all the time on his podcast. Check out your watch. Those things. Great. Really? Eh? Yeah. I've never heard of them. Yeah, man. Cryogenic sleep. Oh, fucking yeah. looking. I haven't, I haven't heard of the sleep. I have seen Rogan do the... <clears throat> or he does the fucking... The, 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 the sleep tank. tank or, the, the, the think tank. tank. Yeah. Think tank. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. a think tank. Going there 45 be wild. minutes. Simulates four, uh, five hours of rest. Oh, that'd be wild. Okay, is a think tank the same thing as... That's a, a joke. Well, Hold on a second. Hello, sir. Hey, sorry, fellas. You're... What the fuck? Where are you? Hello? Hey, the Arctic cold. Who called my phone? The Arctic. Who called my phone? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, there you are. Okay, so we're talking about think tanks right now. Do you know what a think tank is? What is it, sorry? A think tank. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, fill me in. Okay, so it's it, it's like a fucking, like the, uh, what's it called? Those, like, cryogenic chamber shits. You go in for 45 minutes and it simulates five hours of rest. That was a story oh, I heard okay. this week about what the Patriots do at their facility. You still got hours of work to done, but to get done, but you're exhausted. What's the point of going home and starting early the next day? Just fucking go in the chamber for 45 minutes and skip going home. Man, I saw Austin Powers, bro. You come out of those things, and you're from the 1960s, and you're a spy, bro. Um, let's get back to football. I I didn't want I didn't want to spend too much time talking about it, but something has to be said. Tom Brady has to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Why do you have to say that now? We've known this for fucking years. No, but it's not even like it's not a conversation anymore. It's like it's like how it's like when Michael Jordan won his last championship. It's like there was no Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Larry Bird conversation. It was just Michael. So now it has to be just Tom. It's not it's not Joe Montana. I don't, think, not Joe. I don't think I don't think that game last night did that for me personally. He was already there. He was there with there. five? Yeah. 
The six doesn't matter. It's just I. It's just fucking. It's just layers of whipped cream on top. He's getting. He's just getting gluttonous with the whipped cream. He's doing sw continuous swirls on top of the scoops. I don't know. Oh, it's like one of them floating. It's like a. It's a floating tank. Like a yeah, floating, floating tank. A think tank. Like float like tank. Float chamber. Unless it was your first NFL game to watch last night, oh. the only reason you can argue that Tom Brady wouldn't be the greatest of all time. Okay. The only, the only reason. If you remove the the team names, the player names, the player faces from last night, you think you're watching a bad Thursday night matchup from three seasons ago. Absolutely. When they couldn't fucking get one right. Absolutely. Yeah, with those color rush jerseys. When every <laughs> single Thursday night matchup was a dudder. Yeah. But really, in a Super Bowl, do you want like a? I I could just. No, like, I got what I wanted. Yeah, because I watched a Big 12 championship game last year. A shootout? Like, it was like, fucking terrible. But you want the AFC It was the worst fucking Super Bowl of all time last year. describe it. You're watching it. If you want the AFC championship there as the Super Bowl, you know that just that shootout. It's exciting. It, see, and it just, as, just as quickly as I say I was happy with last night because I can appreciate what Bilicek did to McVeigh and just mind-fucked the shit out of him playing 83% of their snaps in zone when they didn't play more than no, 30% of their snaps they, they they own a single game all year. 71% they play in man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not a, a single game all year did they play more than 30% of their snaps in zone. And they played 83% of their snaps in zone last night. No that's one, a mind fuck. No fuck. wonder he mind fuck. I can appreciate that brilliance despite the team that had the brilliance on defense didn't have the, the spectaculars on offense. But I would have much rather seen Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs last night. I'll give the people you what want they it, want. Like, give the people what they want. Think about Pat Mahomes versus Drew Brees. And, and Think not about even that Super Bowl. Think about the New Orleans Saints versus Kansas City Chiefs. They would have been great. That was that was my preseason pick. That was my preseason pick. Thirteen to three could have been. What did Tony Romo predict the score to be? What did he say? In, incorrectly. He said twenty-eight twenty-four. He said 28 I thought, he said, I thought he said 17 14. No, no, no. He was in the 20s. No, no. He said, what he said was 28 24, and the team that had 24 points were going to be driving. And they're going to lose, yeah. Well, he okay. was just flat out wrong in every possible way. Like, you like know what, though? Everybody else was. Tony didn't do a great job last night. He did a good job. But I'm going to give a, a good plus because the number one critique for me of Tony Romo is that I don't think he does a good job when it's not a good game. Yeah. He is, he's, when it's he's a, a when it's player. a great game and he's and, he, and it's a four thirty matchup of Steelers versus Patriots and they're going back and forth and it's a fucking slobber knocker great yep. game he's into it and he's that guy at the bar when it's a game like last night he normally struggles yeah. and last night he didn't he was gonna cry some about to mark off of, oh we got Gronk one on but then he they stopped. went and they stopped because they went to a time they took a timeout or something or or took it down I don't know if that was at the two minutes or not. Before I forget, shout out to Chris Long, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yeah, that was good. We didn't pick that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't one of our things. Well, no, we didn't. No, I was going to say we didn't do it. Um, what I was going to say is you just made me think of um, right before halftime when Patriots got the ball back and they took a single knee and Rams go to halftime with two timeouts in their pocket. Do you think... That because of where the ball was on the one and a half two yard line, call the quick timeout, make them need again, call the quick timeout, and make them run a play. Because at that point on on the last down, there, there's not enough room oh, for him to need it. He's in a need in the end zone. Absolutely. So, so 
let Aaron Donald make a fucking play right before halftime go get and him. make it a hockey score going into halftime. Go make it three two. Safety, yeah, go, yeah. Because that would have changed. It would have. That like, momentum, I would almost yeah. guarantee you the Rams come out and score on that opening drive. Of the, the second momentum would have shifted. It would have stayed in the locker room. Yeah. The terrible halftime performance would not have affected their. It would have changed. It would have changed the. the yeah. There wouldn't have been so many hanging heads going into that locker room. It's a simple thing, on, but I think that right. that's a good example of just how off his game Sean McVay was last night. He was rattled. He, he didn't look comfortable. No, from, he was rattled. He, from a coaching standpoint. You know what I saw I when he... underestimated the, uh, the Patriots defense? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I don't I, think there was I, any... I don't think there was a bone in his body that underestimates anything. I don't think there was any underestimation. I just think he was out-coached and yeah. out and, he, and he's the only fucking person that said it. He's the only person that I've heard say it. That level of self-awareness is always a positive He said thing, he right? owned that shit at the press conference last night. He goes, yeah. I got out-coached. Yeah. Straight up and down. Yeah. No matter how you slice it up, I got out-coached tonight. Congrats to Bill. And J- and Jared Goff had a level of accountability after the game, which was was tough to watch, to say the very least. Like, it was... Yeah, it was, that was... It was it was borderline awkward. And there, should be no, there should be no tweets or texts or anything about McVay being a bad coach and this and that, like losing you know, the Super Bowl. He looked like, like Elliot like that. from like, E.T. He'll be back there again. That gray sweater and all pale and shit. Yeah, he will. Sean, the Rams will be back up there for sure. Hey, hey, Brandon. So Brandon, you remember that? Brandon, I just thought of the episode artwork for this week. Hey, Brandon, you remember that, that part in E.T.? That old Spielberg movie? Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> Do you have to tell us what E.T. <laughs> oh, that E.T. You know, the old Silver. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like yeah. It, I don't know if there's a remake and whatever. But either way, remember when Elliot's all sick and he's wearing that gray hooded sweater and he's all pale and shit? Yeah. That was Jared Goff at the podium last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo, guys. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg just called Spotify and iTunes and said, take that shit down for trademark. <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you want to. His press conference was absolutely uncomfortable afterwards. The level of accountability on McVeigh's voice was I mean, if that's my head coach, I'm 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 going up there to give him a hug and say it was all of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, he I don't know. I I I think I'm stuck on that point about all those second down runs. It was The Pats did what they needed to do and took away the play action. To me, like for the guy that's supposed to be such a great offensive mind, where was the in-game adjustment when you saw six, seven, eight possessions in a row? Like, wow, they're really committing to zone. Where's my zone beaters? Where's Where's the play that I love to beat this kind of Like, coverage, for the guy that everyone yeah. fucking salivates over but his photogenic not... memory, where's the photogenic memory about how you beat a team that played zone in week nine? You need your guys to out there perform and do it, though. That's true, too. And and we did highlight a couple throws that Goff missed and shit, a couple drops that Cooks had. Yeah, but but that's what I'm. That's why I'm singling him out is because of he's the one calling the play in, saying run it on second and eight again. Yeah, again we're sticking to it. We're sticking to it because we fucking crammed it down Dallas's throw for two eighty seven, and they got a much better defense than, than New England. I didn't see many jumbo sets. I didn't see them running the ball down their throat. You know how many times they made a toss sweep last night and got outside the tackles? I do not. Goose egg, bro. It makes no sense. Pat's focused on taking that away. But still, Maybe. though, they, you they played in. six down linemen the whole time. But you pull both guards and you get to the edge and you just power football. I mean, it's. it's Especially with CJ Anderson, the fucking human pinball. I mean, a human bowling human ball. Human bowling ball, whatever. It's unbelievable how, you know. I just. 
Yeah, I was, he should be like Marshawn Lynch dragging nine guys down the field. You know? Absolutely, but well, he didn't get the opportunity to last night because they just ran. One of the only times I saw him get out of the numbers, he had a great stiff arm, but then he fucking dropped the ball, and luckily it fell out of bounds. Well, Stephon Gilmore has something to do with that. That's though, true. As well. I mean, that's he, true. he came out and, and Yeah, that's right. I said he had a fumble recovery uh fumble recovery earlier. It was a fumble a forced, forced fumble, fumble yeah. unrecovered. Um so I feel like we're kind of rambling a little bit of, not really. But well, we're the Almond brothers. What's man. your we're like what's your man. what's your big take like I I've kind of said my biggest thing is those second down runs for the Rams and 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 I guess the on top of that would just be the brilliance of Bilicek in that defensive uh, scheme that like the position he put his players in to succeed was fucking flawless. My takeaway from it was Jared Goff is someone that still needs to evolve his game pre snap. Okay, is somebody that I didn't see able to adapt quickly enough, and it shows his inexperience. And maybe that's a bit of an explanation for Sean McVay as well. From a Patriots standpoint, my takeaway, that defense is the most adaptive unit in football, and it starts and ends with coaching, and execution is everything. But my takeaway is, is that that defense can shapeshift and form to whichever offense they're playing. And it was incredible to see so it starts. again. Yeah, well... Oh my God. Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, a couple plays, I think he threw the ball away out of bounds because he Zach takes losses. Uh, I, heard, um, I heard a likening to Kaiser Sose. Even better, I don't even, maybe like, even verbal camp. some bad play calls, too, like second and 22, and you throw it 45 yards down the field, uncatchable ball, and then you just run it on third and 22. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a Todd yeah. Gurley draw on second and 22, maybe get six yards. That was a phantom call. 16, right? Phantom oh. call. Yeah. yeah. There was... The greatest trick that the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist, and then poof, he disappeared. That was the fucking, that was the the New England Patriots man defense. Belichick's yeah, greatest trick was convincing the world all he did was play man defense, and then poof, it disappeared. And then they took a note out of Patricia's book against uh, when the Lions played the Rams. You ask me, Matt Patricia lost a lot of points last night. Why he used his. He used Matt Patricia's game plan. Who was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots last year? I know, but he... I know, and then uh, the, Ram, the the Lions fucked with the Rams early this season. And lost by 14. But yeah, but they, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm just saying... I read that article, too. Let's that, go yeah, on, I don't like that. Let's go on I kind of do like that. I don't know. I it was... It was... It, in philosophy, maybe, but, I mean, it, to say that he borrowed... It's not the boys. Just you see game me. plan. Like I know, I read the article well, too. Well, even when but... we were looking at those stats, I were looking through that article last week, and it said, "Well, what are you going to do to take away the play action, which is one of the Rams' best moves, or at least what Jared Goff's best at when it's working for him?" That's what's play that man coverage, That's and it fucked him because then, and then, and then like there was a third and two last played night. zone instead. Okay, hold on. It was it was the the only possession of the game where they handed it off on first and second down to Todd Gurley. It resulted in a third that and two, a and I said. I said before the snap, are they going to give it to Gurley for a third time in a row? And right before the snap, I muttered, New England's in fucking deep two-man zone. Like, in a, in a, a deep two-man uh, high safety. Yeah. Right? And on third and two, and they still ran fucking play action and fooled nobody. Maybe. By the time that Jared Goff turned his eyes back around from looking at his own end zone, back to where he's supposed to be looking... 
He's like, oh shit, I didn't fool anybody. Yeah, you can't <clears throat> run the ball for two yards there. How do you not, how it, are you not able to Especially when you just picked up eight for the guy that not, has no rhythm in the game. How are you not able to convert on that? Um, That's infuriating. I just had a thought when you were talking about Matt Patricia. Um, what do you guys think of Josh McDaniels' decision to jilt or slight the Colts well, and taking the head a coaching fucking job. Genius fucking move now. Now he'll never he'll never get a head coaching job again though. I think he's unless a, he takes over for Bill. I think he's the heir apparent. He, now. I think he was told that last year. If you're able to that do was, this, that was that was rumored that was one more last year though. But the heir apparent thing now is all but solidified in my personal opinion. I well, say that because when he was able to say, I'm going to put this organization ahead of another organization after interviewing and being offered a position, everybody thought, oh my God, it's criminal. Cue the silence. Well, I, yeah, I, I remember reading it, but I remember thinking it like pretty early too. Like, So what was, like I always think of the other side of the coin. It's never just, sur- like the surface reaction is the, is, is the wrong one, nine times out of ten. You flip, flip the coin, well what, it's not, like don't think about him turning down the Colts. Think about him staying with the Pats. Yeah. Why did he stay with the Pats? Yeah. Oh, maybe because he, he just went... stay with the Pats for taking over head coaching. And that's what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But, but how many more, how many years do you think... What, you got us on fucking mute? What, are you eating dinner? <laughs> I... No, Brando, finish your, your thought. How many years do you think Belichick has left? Oh, I was at this hitch rattled him. Like, how many years do you think he will continue to coach? Apparently, yeah. Apparently someone's died up the block here. Oh, my God. Uh, What's going on over there? I don't know, but it's World War Three. I was going to say, it sounds like zombie apocalypse outside. Jeez Louise. <laughs> what, what did you think of that 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 late hit on Goff? He was still in balance, but were you surprised there was no flag thrown on that? I was 100% surprised. I was shocked, too. I thought that was a big I, I point in the game. In that motion, he's out of bounds. Like he Johnny's, Johnny's over there giving it the fucking haterade face. If that was Dak Prescott in that game, you would have fucking broke my ceiling with your top of your head. You would have been off that couch so quick, screaming at the refs. No, Dak's big boy, and no one's doing that to him. That's hilarious. <laughs> no corner, the at least, of, is playing his ass. Like that. Going against QBs this year, like, how isn't that? You know what I mean? Like... What was that? Like how the amount of times that QBs have been babied all year with terrible flags, especially with Clay Matthews. Yeah. Something like that when he's out of bounds, right? Well, he was still in bounds. He had one foot in bounds when when the contact was initiated, but it was clear that he was going out of bounds. Yeah. But he was still in when the contact started. So it technically was legal. getting hit sliding. And it's a penalty. The exact same. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, I wasn't necessarily disappointed by it. Just because of... Uh, I'm glad someone did something to them in the playoffs that I thought could be done. Yeah. It, and you know what? Let's talk about, like, like if we want to shift the focus to, like, where we go from now, or from here... It, like, we go to off-season draft talk. I well, no, I mean, I mean tonight. Oh, like the Rams went all in, and then they realized I don't got that many chips to push in. So let me throw my car keys in my pocket here. Let me add my fucking wedding ring, and here's the here's the deed to my house, because we're going all the way in this year, and we're signing Sue, and we're trade for Peters, 
trading for fucking Talib. We're picking up C.J. Anderson late. They're basically Eddie Murphy in life. With and that. now they've only got $35 million, I believe, in cap space. And they've got LaMarcus Joyner as a free agent, Dude, who was not going to be franchise tagged again. Do you know how many cap casualties there's going to be on that football a team? There's, a lot. there's going to be so many available players that teams are going to pluck up because they have so much money and so much room. The Bucks, the but Jets, what, these teams are going to start to But if you're a front office, what are you paying in Dominican Sue to come to your team? What Sue are you getting? Are you getting the guy that coasted through the regular season, put up pedestrian numbers? Or are you paying for the guy that... Played two great playoff games and then disappeared in the Super Bowl. What do you pay? There's a level of inconsistency to his game, and I'll be curious to see in the next couple of weeks who played injured. Because everybody plays hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm curious who injured. was injured. There's 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 a distinction therein, right? Yeah. Um. But I, I just didn't love, I didn't love the offensive play calling. From LA and. And I just didn't like how little so we saw gonna, Todd Gurley. They're gonna like, fire Sean McVay going forward. Then uh, there's there's no way in heaven, hell, or purgatory that he's not the coach for the next three to five years. There's no way. Hundred percent. So there's no way. But where do you go from here for the Rams? Like, it's not as simple as ah, oh, we'll be back next year. Unless you're the Patriots, it's never that way. Can you stop doing that with your hair? You are distracting the fuck out of me. I can't. I stop, can't take man. you seriously. It's that it's, it's basic fixation. Um... In my personal opinion, the draft for them has to be centered around getting weapons that they can somehow <laughs> to the rely on. Uh, <laughs> hey, you got the you got the hat right there. Fucking, let's do the raffle live. Fucking, reach your hand in there, like, Johnny, and pull a name out. Like, tell me why the LA Rams don't draft a tight end in the first round. Ooh, it's got ooh, do do. The winner of Johnny's artwork is love it, Mr. Dave Henderson. Dave fucking Henderson. Oh my god, the nice. biggest Lions That's fan. That's funny. You know what though? It's appropriate that a Lions fan fucking wins something. Look at that. It ain't gonna be a. It ain't gonna be a playoff game. I get though. Matt Stafford to sign it for him too. <laughs> Definitely, man. Congrats. Well, congrats to Dave. Congrats to. Uh, the pet, the Pats, <coughs> everybody else who uh, participated. yeah. Thanks to everyone who participated in the uh, the little contest we did. It definitely uh, it definitely drove some added listeners to the podcast last week. We're gonna do some more stuff similar to that along as with well. along with all of Brandon's uh, blackmailed employees or coworkers or coworkers I should say not employees. Blackmail coworkers, <laughs> uh, but that's okay though. Coercion's still fair. Yeah. What um. I don't really have any other thoughts on this game, but I figure while we got Brandon on the line, we can kind of think tank a little, uh, uh, cool. like, schedule for offseason. Like, my biggest thing, I want to rank the quarterbacks. That's what you're the most excited uh, about? Yeah, I want to rank quarterbacks after this season. I want to go into the season with, with all the listeners knowing when we're talking about certain things, talking this way because I don't have so-and-so ranked in the top ten. I got him at fucking 17 or whatever, and that's my line of thinking. So it'll give a little bit of a peek inside of the brains of all four of us. If we can all do our own little homework and have our list kind of like made, and then we come here with our list, and then we go, all right, let's where we go. Are we gonna all? Are we gonna list number thirty here? And start debating. Are we gonna go number one and see who's? You know what I mean? And, and work most, it that way. And, I'm and, most excited about mock drafts because well, I want to keep that, track. I want to keep track of like accurate picks. But I'm not like, doing a mock draft until it's nah. a, until it's April. 
Until there's until the snow is gone for real. We're gonna have our 1.0 on March you first. Can, you can do whatever and you like. We're gonna have our 2.0 on April first. You 1st. can do whatever you like. I'm not doing a mock draft until April, like I have always done. It is a waste of everybody's time, in my opinion, yeah. to do a mock draft it's before. Hard to even for cheaper leagues. It's even crazy. Sometimes it's I'll even safe before this. the combine I'll, is. Absurd. I was just gonna say, I'll give you this. All the pro days have to be completed before yeah. it's all relevant. I mean, right now it's just, you're just like unless you want to call it like. Based on college tape, and then based on college tape plus combine. It's a spitball. It's a spitball mock draft. Does Kyle like, Murray play NFL, or is he going to? MLB? He hasn't made his decision. He yeah, he's, 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 he's locked in a fucking basement, fucking like the like the gimp in Pulp Fiction by his agent right now, telling him to play fucking baseball. He's ra- He's getting wrapped up in he bubble. Get, well, because all of a sudden that bubble. agent's gonna owe back a cool four hundred twenty thousand. Or whatever, six hundred forty thousand, whatever the fucking percentage of that that signing bonus was. Oh yeah, it's yeah, already yeah, been yeah. spent on a new fucking Porsche to keep up appearances to new clients. And I mean, when you're right, you're right. Right? Yeah, man. Porsche Cayenne. Who knows? He could have fucking hired. He could have hired Runkle, coming out of Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, what a, a little great ca- little California Little Californication. Oh, great. Hank Moody's still to, to this day one of my favorite characters ever written. Ever written. Oh my god! Oh, uh, that's funny. What do you, what do you think? What are you looking forward to for off season podcasts, there, Brandon? Um, for off season podcasts, I'm looking to get into uh, like the same page as you are with um, doing the stats of quarterbacks, doing the rankings, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, all that stuff. Um, also, look into doing some. Uh, off-season lineups and get ready for that for DraftKings. Okay, well, that's in a couple of fucking months. Yeah, but that's but, still something yeah. forward to. Johnny Facts, Johnny Stats, what are you thinking about for the show? Oh, i like to uh, see about some, I've said this to Jared, about maybe get some fan listeners in here. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that Mitch fucking Packers episode. Just get a couple a couple other um, That's actually, that's Super Bowl's over people now, so up. fucking yeah. I don't know if we're gonna how we're gonna do that if we're gonna do that get him to call in. Yeah, like I said, you know, get a double. Well, this is 2019. We all got phones. Yeah, that's true. Double phone out here. I'm gonna go to Valley Village see if I can't find one of those little call machines. Yeah, those little ones you put right in the middle of the table. Um, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's about. Is Gronk retiring, Brandon? What's that? Sorry. Is Gronk retiring? I, I think I think he gives it one more year. One more year. Brandon, is Gronkowski a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, that's tough. I think uh, so too. I think it's really, tough. I think it's a I, no-brainer. That's, that's a tough question. He could be. Well, Jared thinks that it's a no-brainer. I think that it's a tough question. When you're when you're regarded as the number one red zone target and weapon in the league. In the middle of Julio Jones' prime, Antonio Brian, Brian's, or, uh, Antonio Brown's prime, Des Bryant's prime, and you're the and you're the guy regarded as the number one red zone target, and you have the stats to back it up. You can say all you want about the quarterback that he has attached to him, but I appreciate that he has three rings. But Chris Carter had to wait. This guy's a hundred. He had hundred thirty touchdowns. He had to wait. Okay, you're putting the the greatest quarterback of all time on a football Carter team. Win, bro. 
I completely appreciate where you're coming from. He played in an NFC Championship game, and that's about it. Yeah, but like, I'm trying to tell you that statistically speaking... Lost to Michael Vick. I just, that was Michael Vick's prime, bro. Like, Mike Vick... Hey, you like Mike Vick. I was you like Mike Vick. You like Mike Vick at Virginia Tech. Yep. But I'm just trying to say to you right now, Chris Michael Vick is the reason wait. why I started watching college, college football as a kid. Really? Straight up. I'd never seen anything like it. I didn't I just, know. I didn't I just, know it was possible after watching fucking the end of Troy Aikman's career and then Drew fucking Hutchinson and. Do you know why? You know I, what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't know the quarterbacks football. could do that because I wanted to watch football on Saturday. Okay, fair enough. That's why I started watching college football. But uh, well, this is this seems to be the last like tangent for the last ten minutes. But uh, so so Brandon, first ballot Hall of Famer or what? Gronkowski. Uh, no. I don't think so either. You guys are fucking wild. So. No. But I but 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 like I totally agree if he is too. And I wouldn't I'm gonna pull. Up, I'm gonna do my own little homework. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna pull up the stats of every first ballot Hall of Famer. In the history of the Hall of Fame, and, then and I'm going to line it, and I'm gonna line them up. Yeah, to Chris or to not Chris Gronkowski. So how many good seasons has Gronkowski had? You guys think like has he had six or seven good seasons? Yeah. When did he come into the league? I, I, let's find out, Jamie. Why don't you Google that? When did he come into? He's been the dominant league? since 2012. I know He's that. Been do- Except dominant, Except that, dominant that. since 2012. Yeah. Even with all the injuries and being put back together the last couple Bro, of years, he's still 56 dominant. Six touchdowns from 2012 to 2016. That's absurd. You just said that he's been dominant since 2012. So do you mean to tell me that even with all the surgeries, all the injuries in the last seven years, he's been dominant? Yeah, because, finish. Yeah, because he's I been disagree. a shell of himself this year. And in the two games that it mattered, at the times that it mattered most, he won them that Super Bowl yesterday with that 29-yard catch. Did he or did he put yes. them in a position to win the no, game? No, he won, he won them the game with that Because I think Stephon Gilmore's in- interception won them the game. I do. I think that was the play, that catch. I don't. I don't have any faith that the Rams would have a finished that drive if it wasn't picked off, or b scored again. I think Brandon Cooks dropping that catch with four twenty four. That's the one I'm talking about. Fourth quarter. That's what I'm talking about. Lost the Rams the game more than either one of those two plays won New England the game. I would argue. Look at this. He, he kind of gets alligator on the left arm, but you can see you can see Gilmore's arm right there, pass interference. But that's how he hands up on the ball. I, I hear the term alligator arms. I, I think there's more than just one drop that caused the Rams the game. I'd say I'd the say catch I would say the the terrible progression by Goff and taking forever to get the ball to Cooks on a wide open streak, mm-hmm. blown coverage over the middle mm-hmm. before New England scored a touchdown in the game was what blew it for them because it just absolutely. God, they fucking lost any type of. Chanted momentum there, and then that fucking pass on the corner blitz. Hilarious on second and ten. See, and that's you the other thing. Ball off like second and ten, Jared Goff. Where's the adjustment to the blitzing on fifty-one percent of the snaps? Why are you throwing? I, I'm agreeing with you. Why are you throwing that ball on second and ten? It's terrible. As opposed to adjusting he's, to the blitz that's and why throwing he, a hot that's slant. That's why he looked like Elliot. <clears throat> that's what I was that trying to show you. That's all he's thinking about. I've been there. I made that. Throw. I think I, they baited him into doing that. I was trying to show you that in the. I appreciate I what you showed him. You gotta just tell me to but pause so I you can like try. show him something without trying to fucking. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to say <laughs> though is it's not that I don't agree. I'm trying to say that. Like, but they they didn't adapt the way that you're supposed to. Yeah, but then his hair looks like that, and then he still doesn't get the point. <laughs> Yo, you're Bro, killing I'm me gonna, with that. Put a hat on. I'm gonna or something. I'm gonna like open, I'm serious. I'm gonna open. The I'm gonna door. make you the fucking episode. I'm gonna over. open the door. And there's gonna be a red light. It should be like that Seinfeld episode with chicken. Um, it, 
It's, uh... What's sick, what's sick is me is now I have to wait all off-season. I thought you were going to say, I have to wait all night to see Mike's hair tomorrow on the cover art. <laughs> Jesus. It's obsessive so about my hair all, like a drag queen. All off-season, all off-season, because after that performance, I don't know if I want to keep Goff as my keeper in my one league over Aaron Rodgers. fantasy football. I, 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 don't, I don't think Jared Goff is a keeper. I don't think that, like, like I'm in a league where you can keep two players. I wouldn't imagine keeping a quarterback number one each season. One season, two yes. keepers, yes. you can't repeat? No. No. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm not trying to build a dynasty here. We only repeat for two years. Next for two only years. two years, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's better. Uh, Brandon, is Jared Goff elite? Jared Goff is on his way to be elite. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet either. Is Jared Goff elite paired with Sean McVay and Todd Gurley? Because neither uh, one of the neither one of those people are going anywhere. Yeah, but Todd Gurley yeah, just signed yeah, a forty or sixty million dollar extension. I'm not arguing with that, but that doesn't make Jared Goff. I, I, I can't I can't say no or yes to that, but because um, if, well. I hate that argument. I hate that argument. I'm letting Brandon finish, and I will retort. Dak Prescott won the I, fucking the rookie of the year because of what Zeke did. Then allow me to retort. <laughs> I don't think. See right. the brown wall in this? It's bad, motherfucker. Uh, Kahuna burger. This I don't. This is a tasty burger. This is a tasty burger. No, I, I mean, where'd you get it from? Mac okay, 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 Jack okay. in the Box. I keep going. I don't think that that pairing, whether it's Todd Gurley, Sean McVay, I don't think that's what makes Jared Goff elite. Maybe it's because McVay's not he's there not yet to make a quarterback elite. Maybe Todd Gurley hasn't evolved his game yet where he's... Okay, look. What? I don't think that those two guys make Jared Goff elite. Okay, but do you think Jared Goff's elite? No. I don't. So what is making it a conversation or a question that you have, is he elite? Because it's not him. It's the two guys that I mentioned attached to him. It's a question that I asked Brandon. That's why it's a question. It's not something that I'm sitting here pondering like it's an analytical point. It's just sort Did of... you just hang up? I think he just... <laughs> just hang up on that shit, bro? I would have too. That was terrible. I'm not fucking... It's like, let, let me know if I ask a horrible question. I don't like the way you worded that. No. You're telling me... Why he's not that they don't make him elite, okay. but yet they are the very number one and number two reason of why it's a even a question to ask if he is elite. It's those two and their performance on and off the football field that allow him to mask as on the way to elite. How many points did they score in the Super Bowl? Three. It, it, okay. But that's one isolated performance out of nineteen in two seasons. I'm 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 with you. That's a total fair argument. He all crumbled trying, last night too. All that I'm trying to end. That's not the status of an elite quarterback. I'm not arguing to say that he is elite. Okay. You're you're saying that McVay and Gurley are more so than his arm are what propel him more so than his arm elite status. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you agree with what that? Makes me, what makes me yes think more is than that teams like I disagree. Yeah. That's why I jump Miami. Miami. Score more points on the Patriots than the Rams. Like, I thought I hung up on you. Brandon, say that again. That's a fair point about the Dolphins. Um, like it, it just it makes me question. Like it makes me really think about the game because like you have a team like the Rams, mm-hmm. like high power offense, and you have teams like Buffalo, the Jets, uh, the Dolphins, who put up 
20 points on New England. Like, How convenient. The the teams in their Three division. AFC divisional teams, they do see New England twice a year. That might have something to do with it. But fair point, especially with how high-powered that offense in L.A. is supposed to be. Can I argue that if the Patriots don't lose that road game late in the season in Miami, they don't have that that uh, we're still here bullshit mentality that is sickening everyone? Like, I haven't heard anything out of Tom Brady or Bill Belichick's mouth all the past week other than people counted us out, surprise, we're still here, we're still here. Nobody ever thought no that No one they counted you out, guys. Nobody in Way to right fucking create that. fake news. Oh, yeah. what do you know? They're Trump supporters. Well, well yeah. When they started one and two, did you question them, though? But hey. you don't know you understand the point that I'm making? Like, it's like, yeah. I feel they're, like without that loss... They're manufacturing that stimulus. I think that loss put doubt in their mind. So then they got fired up if internally. They're mentally tough to go on win win a tough game on the road in Kansas City. So they, they knew where the AFC Championship uh, game was going to be and who they were going to be playing. Really? I think so. You think so? I think they. I think that they had a very calculated fucking. Uh, I don't think it's any sort of coincidence that two games in a row that New England Patriots defense held the best two offensive teams in the league zero fucking points at halftime. Zero. So you think that they had a pretty good idea who they were going to play and start and a game plan a little early and schemed accordingly, and especially when early. he had not one but two two week little gaps in a five week stretch. Fair enough. Like they never play in fucking wild card weekend. So why don't we why don't we look a little bit ahead to who we're going to be playing after we beat who we play next? Well, when you got a cryogenic sleep chamber that turns five hours into forty five minutes, you got time to prepare. And let me just. Like, they say it's like sleeping in the Dead Sea, for a reference for you. Oh, yeah? So that's like, what that is, because the Epsom salt. With all the salt. Yeah, that's salt. the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what makes you float. Yep. Young Jamie. So yep. then it gets into your, what, like, yeah. salt makes jeez Louise. Well, it detoxifies you, I'm sure, to Yeah, 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 yeah. I cleans guess. Out I don't know if that's what you would say, but that's, oh, I'm going to word it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna fill up my bathtub with some Epsom salts, hey, bud. There you go. Make my own cryogenic sleep chamber. Turn into a mindfulness exercise. Next week, there's gonna be three of us on the podcast. Mikey drowned in his bathtub. <laughs> he, flipped he, his, trying, he flipped his hair forward again and suffocated himself. I was trying to do something. I was trying to do something new, and I just all of a sudden pulled away. Uh, Jared, uh, to really me. make me hit that edit button, hey, too bro. Soon? <laughs> too soon. What was her name anyway? Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But Jer, uh, to get back on topic before that, we got into the Jared Goff and all that, and back onto the off season. I think we should uh, look into doing what you were saying about doing a fantasy league with the talking pigskin. Oh, have a little good. rivalry going on. Good call. Okay, so how do you guys feel about next season? We each invest a hundred bucks, and it's dispersed four, three ways. First thing is fifty bucks down on a four-man fantasy league, and we have we figure out how ab- absurd it is because there's only four of us. Yeah. Start three quarterbacks on every team. Start six receivers, three running backs, two tight ends, You're two right. flex. You're right. That is absurd. It is absurd, but it's only a four-man league, so there's an, we're gonna have nine hundred players. And you got to start a rookie. Oh, yeah. and you got to start a rookie every week. <laughs> yeah, but the scores are gonna be like two hundred to one ninety-six. So what? Give a fuck. Yes, yeah, gonna be like an NBA All Star. Now game. the next thing, twenty five bucks each in the hat, and every week 
We pick one team, you can't repeat it, and we do a four-man eliminator. Yeah, we should. And then 25 bucks in each person for the end of the year, and we're picking five games every week. Thursday night, one 1 o'clock on Sunday, one 4.20 game on Sunday, Sunday night or Monday nighter. Sure. Those are the five games all four of us pick next week, or next year, every week, and it's a running tally. At, the, really en- at the end of it, there'll be 85 games that we pick. Whoever has the best record out of 85 is the one that takes that hundred bucks. I'm in. Everybody cool with that? Put twenty bucks aside every month now for the next fucking five months, and you got your hundred bucks for the podcast next next year. Money, baby. And it makes it a little. It makes it. It makes Mike go. Well, I care about my fucking picks now a little bit. <laughs> it cost me a little bit of money. It cost me a little bit of scratch. I started Blake Borles because I wanted to win with Blake Borles in my lineup. That's not gonna happen now if there's fifty bucks on the fantasy lineup. So, so I'm falling asleep last night on the couch and on one of the obscure movie channels, right? I just turn it on and um, I see Vince Vaughn's head and John Favreau coming out. You money, Swingers. And, you money and I just like forgot how money Vince Vaughn is, and he doesn't even know it. Like, money. which Brando? Which player? Which uh, player? Yeah, right. on the Rams or the Patriots is so money he doesn't even know it. In your opinion, I just wonder where you're going with that. Oh man, I'm good. Thanks. I say Edelman. Uh, yeah, you think he's money? He is. I money. Think Can we talk about this? Does anybody remember who got suspended to start the season for four games for fucking performance enhancing drugs? If this was professional yeah, baseball, he wouldn't be eligible. He wouldn't be an MVP. Well, MVP yeah. Been an MVP. So didn't Tom Brady the last time they won this, the Super Bowl start the season? And you just suspended? made my mind up. He's not a, he'll he should never make the Hall of Fame in my mind. Whether he whether he accidentally took something but but strictly because you got suspended for four games for a PED, I don't give a fuck if you accidentally took a supplement to help you along with your knee injury and your recovery. You think that that taints it? Or or whether or not your or fucking your dad was sticking needles in your ass to use the same thing. It's it's the same thing and and now you're fucking uh, what's his name. Uh, your, um... Roger Clemens. No. Mark uh, McGuire. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of the guy that gambled, but... Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Now you're Pete Rose. You're never getting into the Hall of Fame. Okay. We'll we'll interview you at at games and shit. Yeah. And, like, we'll let you broadcast the All-Star game maybe in 20 years, but you're not getting into our prestigious League of Excellence. I I can't... But then again, Jerome Bettis is a fucking Hall of Famer, so whoops. Yeah, but the bus had a pretty iconic career, though. Not to mention he's got... He's got... I guess. A ring, too, so... I guess. But, um... First ballot, though? Yuck. I don't know. Hey, if Chris Carter has to wait, Jerome Bettis should have waited, in my opinion. I think he was first ballot. I'm pretty sure. I I don't know definitively, but... Oh, congrats to Gil Brandt. 100%. Uh, that made me happy. I know it made you happy. That made me happy. He did, He was... Yeah, he was very deserving. What'd you say? Like good old Gil. Good old yeah. Gil. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know what uh, what else there is to cover, what's left to cover, but I do think that we all have to do some research collectively, and I think that we will. I'm trying to, th- I'm just, I'm just trying to think if I missed any of my stats that I, I thought were key to bring up. 27 out of 60, zero or minus yards was big. The fucking 83% zone s- defense snaps was huge. What about Hecker, the, the punter, breaking a sweat in the first half? When was the last time you I don't think he punted that much all season. I, I, I like. I wonder how many first half punts he had over a sixteen game schedule. Uh, over a sixteen game schedule, I'd like to know how many times they can like to go zero for eight. 
Over Where's Johnny eight? Stats? He's taking the lead. Hey, fucking Aaron. You're fucking... You wanted him to fucking get more mic time? Well, where the fuck is he? he he's not even on the computer, never mind. He's, he's fucking getting me a beer. Jesus, throwing him under the Zamboni. The guy, that, the guy that you said is stealing my job is getting me a beer right now. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a pretty savage assessment. However, I mean, that's a pretty savage assessment. But I got your back, John. Don't even worry about it. Whoa. Roll tire. I, Roll I just asked for a stat, and I was like, where the fuck's the stat guy? And I was like, Roll there time. you go, Aaron. I was like... I'm like, you're, I'm like, the guy that you said should take my job is going to get me a beer right now. Oh, that was Johnny Deuce. If you would have told, told me at the beginning of the game last night Cheers, that Tom bro. Brady would throw under 300 yards, Jeez. throw no touchdowns, oh, no touchdowns yes. by any wide receiver or tight end. Um, time out, time out. I agree with you. Yeah. Do you know what Tom Brady's record in the playoffs is when he does not throw a touchdown? What is it like three and? Is it? I don't know three and five. Five and zero, oh, sir. Five. <laughs> five and zero. Oh in playoff games where he does not throw a touchdown. Well, right. Makes you fuck. Is no it imp- now? Is it impressive? No idea. Or is he? Now, uh, don't take this the wrong way. But is he the luckiest football fucking player of all time, as well as the greatest? He is one of the most fortunate. Or is the team around him just that good? See, now, I was asking myself this question and how to word it to you guys on my on my drive home from work today, because now all I do is think to myself about fucking topics for this goddamn podcast. But, um... Is luck just skill and preparation meeting at an opportune time? Yeah, like, you can't say that he doesn't work for what he has. It's not like he's just fallen ass backwards into all of this. Right? He like, fell ass backwards into that tuck rule. Yeah. Just ask Charles Woodson. Yeah, he's, he's he'll still never pay. let he's that go. Nor should he. So I just asked these guys, and, and they all know the answer. But give it, a, give it a second to think, and then answer. Gut feeling. How many, or what is Tom Brady's playoff record in games in which he does not throw a touchdown pass. What's his playoff record in games where in which he does not throw a touchdown pass? I'm going to say 0 for 3. He is 5 and 0, sir. He did not throw a touchdown last night. What do you mean 0 for 3? 5 and 0. So it led me to ask, is he the luckiest of all time as well as the greatest? No, he just wins even when he's average. I don't think that's luck. I still think that you have to... So that's why I then followed it up with, is luck not just preparation and opportunity meeting? I couldn't agree more. Because if you don't throw a touchdown, but you throw every check down properly... Do you remember in his first three Super Bowl wins when he had Kevin Falk coming into the backfield and it was one of the most effective pass catchers? That designed and built Brady's career to fall in love with the check down against zone coverage. Brady going under 300 yards, throwing no touchdowns, no wide receiver tight ends catches a touchdown and then James White one catch only catch one ball one catch one and tell me that New England would win the game I'd say you're fucking never your mind I lost 100 bucks on James White over five and a half the fact that James night. White didn't I, I lost 100 I bucks thought... on Brady over 300 uh, passing yards last night those are really yeah. easy profits I won 100 dollars on under 20 I think if things would have started turning for the Patriots really you would have seen a little more James White I think but they just it wasn't I mean they weren't getting it in or whatever, like it wasn't. They weren't. I didn't, I didn't see that many attempts to James White that he was just dropping. No, up there, like we're, the, okay, the, we're gonna go. Decoy. They didn't even decoy. Just do it. Decoy. 
But it's almost like, well, is that what everybody expected them to do? Yes. Was go to and he said, oh, fuck you guys. I'm yep. not. We're just... Like, that's won't. why he's Bill Belichick. It's almost right. like Daniels was... Daniels was walking down the hall to go to the fucking think tank on <laughs> Wednesday night and was like, what do you got all these zone schemes up for on the whiteboard? We're not even running that. The and then he's that. like, fuck, the, I need 45, not 20 in the think tank. I got a whole new fucking offense to fucking scheme up. If you're doing everything different, then I might as well do the same thing. I'm going like, to run they, the ball between yeah, the attackers. Yeah, they didn't throw a touchdown, and yeah, they didn't put up, but they did enough to get the W. See, that's, that's what I was... Said, that you just have to get the W. That's Whatever it. you need to do yeah. to get the and W. And that's why I asked you guys, fine. do you yeah. think that that early, clucky interception on a tip ball kind altered, of dictated... Altered their game plan? Altered, not so much altered it, but just scaled it down to taking what they're giving. And and we're gonna continue to take yeah, what they give. What we're take what they give, and we're gonna scheme off of that. And all we have to do is get one drive. That's I what think they it would have affected the Rams week. more if that was opposite. And the Rams threw an early pick. If they started with the ball and they were the ones that threw that pick, I think Go it would have the affected their game play. Like then they would have done. Patriots would have been more more a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, I just but I don't think that that pick affects Tom. Thank you. I was just gonna say that 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 play does not affect the scripted plays after it. Do you agree with that over there? After them throwing. No, I'm I'm asking Johnny guys. Sorry. That that, that it didn't affect that it didn't affect affect Tom Brady like the Patriots. Not not Brady. The the play calling and and the execution of what the Rams were giving them. I think it affected it a bit. Yeah. I don't. I think I it don't. had absolutely no impact. Yeah, I think he'd be like, oh, fuck, get that out of the way. Like, yeah, exactly. I agree, Brando. Well, yeah, now that that's done, let's just carry on with what we were going to do. Yeah, like, not not like, okay, like, it, like it, obviously it is a big deal an interception in a Super Bowl, but it isn't for the fact that, okay, he's like, well, it didn't, uh, hurt, it didn't, hurt, it didn't hurt them. Well, I mean, it's not enough to make them deviate from what they were going to do anyway. See, I have an opinion. I, I don't know. Fuck. I feel like there might have been a couple more, little, uh, a little bit more of an effort to get Hogan. Like Hogan had zero catches for zero, zero yards. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. But he was he the only. Going down he was the, the only one goal. that was getting a target more than thirty yards down the field, and he got two of them. Yeah, but he didn't need to. I get don't know why they're just doing. trying that with Hogan. But well, who else do you want to go down the field with? Yeah, but he's not a Not every time, but he's not going to stretch a defense. The biggest play of... Okay, here's another stat. Sorry, Johnny, I'm stealing your job. How many red zone plays were ran last night by both teams combined? Oh, that's under five. I bet you three, if that. Lower. Combined? Wow. Lower one, 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 offense, the one touchdown red, play the touchdown, was the one the play in the red zone. Was the one play ran in the red zone Jeez after Gronk's Louise. catch? One play touchdown, game over. My yeah. God, the Super Bowl had more red zone inefficiency than the Dallas well, Cowboys. Well, see, that's, and that's where you I, really I, I, get to I, I see think, that. Okay. It was you did it, so now I'm doing money. it. Oh Did no! You no! You just no! You didn't poke a bear. You opened the door because I wasn't going to say this at all. If Jason Garrett ignored fucking Ezekiel Elliott for two games in a row and then put up three points in a Super Bowl, his fucking head would be rolling down Fort Worth streets right now. Oh, I can't disagree with yes. that. Yes. Yeah. But do you agree that McVeigh has like... A little bit more fucking yeah. cachet Just to... Be, to that's yes. a perfect word too because of what he's accomplished the last two seasons. Yes. I don't disagree with what you just said at all. Especially after his tenure... 
being the coach for the Dallas Cowboys That's for as true. long as, as, as he has. Absolutely. That's true. But you opened the door. You mentioned D.C. <laughs> you said D.C., so I, I said, oh, I can, get my, I can derail the podcast now and I, get my Dallas Cowboy point out. Fair enough. I just meant the red zone inefficiency. I was just drawing parallels. It, and you're not wrong. Joke, yeah. And you're not wrong. But it, it's just a, it's a funny... It's funny what biases can do. Yeah, yeah. Cause you're and for that matter, what recency biases can do. Re- yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think so. It's just, I don't know, it's a little food for thought. I, I think bottom line is don't send a fucking boy in to do a grown man's job. Drew Brees should have had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and like I said earlier, uh, that... I think it was the NFL well karma god that came I down. I like that point, too. shit all over this game. Yeah. Because everyone knows that the Saints, realistically, third, third down penalty, pass interference, boom, what was the ball on the 10-yard line or 5-yard line? Yep. Somewhere yep. around there. And they're in like, the Super Bowl. Yep. I'd, I'd say 90% chance they score a touchdown there. I agree. And yeah, I don't like, like playing team. what ifs too much, but no, I, can, I have a hard time disagree. I have a hard time disagreeing with that though. With Drew Brees, like I have, I have a hard time, like I have a hard what's the word? Here, like, for, like hard time thinking that they would not score touchdowns up there. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't disagree with that. And I have a hard time thinking that Brandon. I think you said it earlier in the group chat that if the Saints play in the Super Bowl, there's no way that they don't score at least a touchdown. At least. I mean, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly You said it first, and I, oh, couldn't, yeah, they did I couldn't agree more. So, yeah. I, um, it's, I only saw I only saw one team shut down the Saints this week. Yeah, and the Indianapolis Colts shut down the Dallas Cowboys. So, is that be the Colts who be the Saints? I think that would have been a great matchup in the Super Bowl if both teams could have got there. Col- yeah. Colts versus Saints. That's, that's Luck been, versus Breeze. I'd still prefer to see Mahomes versus Oh, Breeze, me but. too. Okay, here's a question for you. And don't base it off of what you watched last night. But what's your instant take when I propose the idea that maybe Saturday night should have been Chiefs versus uh, Rams consolation game kind of thing for a third place? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, give, NFL, give me your gut reaction. The NFL doesn't work no. that way. I know, NFL, is it too gimmicky? The NFLPA would laugh at too you. Too chucky? The NFLPA yeah. would laugh at you. Okay. They would say there's no way that we're going to put players in a meaningless it's game. It's just not international hockey. Yeah, it doesn't okay. mean anything. So now all that aside, would you have, would you have tuned into that game on Saturday night? Oh, hell yeah, I would have. Yeah, I definitely would have watched. So in a business game would have been a fun game to watch. In a conglomerate of a business that's only about money, only about viewers, which just actually had their lowest ranked. They did a ten year time. I'm pretty sure it was all. It could have. I could have. I could have read the headline. I did only. The NFLPA. I'll throw myself under the bus. I only. I didn't click on the article. I only read the headline. I thought I said of all time. I actually only did the same. So oh, I, nice. I just see hey, Johnny Stats, that. way to go, buddy. <laughs> Johnny Headlines. There you go. There Johnny you go. Headlines. There you go. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Johnny What's that, buddy? Way the Ram- Do you think the only way the Rams win the Super Bowl is that they play KC? Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't know how I feel about so that. Bad. And I would have, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have hesitated in picking KC. If I, that yeah, been I don't know how I feel about that. Only because I feel like the Rams could have looked as poor offensively against Kansas City as they did against the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots' defense was in any way, shape, or form 
so much more superior. I think oh. schematically they were. Let's do a little I food think for thought. Strategically they okay, were. Okay, yeah, lowest rating in a decade. Okay, if it was if it was a battle of L.A. last night, would the Rams have beat the Chargers? With how the Rams played, I don't think they would have beat the entire cast. Yeah, okay, yeah, like, yeah, fair like, that's, that's a stupid point. question because yeah, that, you can't base it. You, you can't assume the Rams would have looked like that against the Chargers. You can't assume they would have looked like that against anybody else other than Bill Belichick. Yeah. No, you're right. That's so, he is the Sith Lord, bro. That's it, man. I'm you telling you. He's got that double lightsaber with the red one. Like this. It's not, um... Yeah, I think oh, one. We have it's to... It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that they played that bad and didn't score points because they played pretty terrible down the stretch. I don't know, Brandon. I was surprised. I was surprised at the offensive inefficiency. Uh, I turned to my girlfriend's uh, uh, stepdad and I go, he goes to me, he goes, they're 0 for 8 on third down. And I said, even if they convert here, which they did, 1 for 9 on third down. The inefficiency, what that's... Killed, what that's, killed my team? 1 for 10. That's unparalleled, that kind of inefficiency. That's how you lose games if you don't convert on third down. Turnovers, third down conversion rate, all of those things are telling statistics, man. Um, like, does Buffalo even do that? Oh, I mean, they certainly didn't. They certainly did not against Jacksonville. That, that's for sure. Oh, let me go back to this. So we were talking about Isaiah. We were talking about Isaiah Wynn earlier, and how the Patriots didn't get a single snap out of their first round draft pick. Let's think about a couple other teams that that would have crippled them. So, like number one, Dallas Cowboys. They would have lost Leighton Vanderesh in off-season workouts or what? However, it happened. That and, defense would not have been able to come to form ooh, in the same way. Right. Let's take Kelvin Ridley away from Atlanta Falcons for the entire season. Uh, How not, bad is that offense? Not a rookie. Oh, and that, that offense was bad coming into this year. Like, Absolutely. Sarkeesian would have been fired in season if they didn't have Kelvin Ridley to take pressure off Julio. I couldn't agree more, and he ended up getting fired anyway. Um, a sophomore player, not a rookie, uh, Cam Robinson, left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, goes down week four. The team was crippled. We ended the season starting Eric Flowers. Yeah, Flowers yeah. So, like, it's... What about... Uh, Leonard, uh, oh, what about Leonard? Go there? What, no, what about Leonard? What if, what if Leonard? What if Leonard doesn't play for the Colts? They don't have a ten-game fucking win streak. I thought I thought you meant Fournette. Oh no, no 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 no! And 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 I couldn't agree more. What about Derwin? Let's say I gotta, I gotta take off here. You gotta take off, buddy. Okay, brother. Too much food for thought for Brandon. He's like, I don't know these names. I don't want to butch. <laughs> Gordon, who is that Leonardo you're talking about? Who's that Leonardo? Leonardo, Leonardo well. Leonard, who's Leonard that, for the Leonardo? Colts. Oh, Leonard. Leonard for the Forts. <laughs> Leonard. Okay, Sound, Leonard. Sound it out there, buddy. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets fucking savage real fast. 21 <laughs> Savage. Okay, Brando. Get out of my sight, you fuck. Brando, take care, Corbin, here, bud. I will. <laughs> the guy yeah, with the hair fucking mopped in front of his face <laughs> is telling you to comb yours. All right, I'll talk to you, bro. All right, later, guys. Later. Um. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, Derwin James, take him off Chargers in the se- in the part of the season where he was starting to flourish, and they don't have Bosa. He completed that that but defense. They still have players. I would argue that Bosa completed it when he came back, because. Derwin was the factor. Like, he was playing everywhere. Yeah, but a guy... Like, he was blitzing before Bose was back. But a guy in the secondary versus a guy on the defensive line, that's like in basketball comparing your front court to your back court. It depends on who that front court player. If it's Anthony Davis... 
Touche. Touche. Um, oh. What? Is it? What? what? Just a just a Steve Kerr quote. A little jab. Getting tired so of watching says, the same team win. <laughs> yeah, isn't that kind of fun to say that? What a dick. That's amazing. I like I like Steve Kerr as a kid. He just gets old watching the same team. I love him now, dude. When I was a kid, I remember him in that corner, hilarious, hitting hitting threes and hitting jump shots because Michael's yeah because Michael's driving to the bucket and three guys collapse. And Steve Kerr tells you he's like I have rings because of Michael, one of the most self aware guys. You know the story getting fucking knocked out by Mike in practice, right? Do your Googles, bro. Do your no, Googles, That's amazing. Bro. For, yeah, just imagine. That's getting, an amazing story. Getting to share the court. Great, and he's, he's shared it. it. I have Mike gave it. his side. Steve's given his side since. Oh, like, like a... Oh, like a straight... Uh, like uh, Mike uh, straight up cold-clothed him in practice because Steve fucking spoke up. Did you ever see... There's like, there's like footage out there of like... In the mid-90s, the USA team had, like, a scrimmage. Yes, it's the and most it's competitive like, fucking scrimmage of all time. It's the most competitive game of pickup I've ever seen. It was, it's, it's Michael it was, versus Magic. It was the passing of the torch. I don't argue with that. There was a stretch where where Michael scored, I believe, it was either 16 26 consecutive points for his side, and guys started subbing out, and then the guys that were subbing in for them would then get tired and, and the other guys were too tired to come back in, so then it turned into four on four and then three on three and then eventually just Mike versus Magic and then Magic then after Mike's last basket the ball walked over, shook we're his hand done. and essentially passed the torch. Oh my god. I love, I love those stories. This isn't so say talking hoop. No. It, there's parallels. Yeah, there is parallels. That's uh, so and it's cool. a good story. Um do the Patriots draft a quarterback? That's one of the best ESP at 30 for 30s. Yes. Do the Patriots draft a quarterback? Good transition point. We can get into a little draft talk. I'm pretty sure they got, what, Hoyer as their backup? Yeah, Brian Hoyer is the backup. So, Career backup. Well, yeah. they traded away the last time, the last quarterback that they drafted, or the last two that they drafted. They drafted Jacoby uh, Brissett and traded him to the Colts. Yeah. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. So do they draft a, a quarterback? I think so. Certainly they do. There's a there's a quarterback who has some value later on, maybe in day two. For sure there is. Maybe Bro, they knowing the Patriots, they will trade Gilmore for Foles. Or like something that we just do not see coming that we will chastise and wonder if this is the fucking if this is the straw that broke the camel's back, and this is going to be the fucking undoing of it, and then, and then they're going to next garbage, fucking February, they'll have a garbage September, and then they'll win ten yeah, to twelve. It's games. the second preseason, and then they'll yeah we talked about that. Then they'll win ten to twelve games, and then they'll be either the one or two seed going to play. Yeah, well October, it's what do you guys want? Do you want a trick or do you want a treat? Well, we're going to give you both at the same time, so we're going to win four in a row. It's October. Now we're six and two, or five and three, or we're seven and one. And now we get to play the fucking heart of our schedule, so that means we, oh, we got a big, tough road trip going to Buffalo. Like, what about, like, um, Mick Sorley out of Penn State? Can you see them getting him on day two? I, no, I, I can, see them, I can, see, I can see them going after fucking, what's his name, day two, though? Um, the guy you don't like. Who do I like? Um, John, or we were talking about the other day? That I had, Will Greer. Greer. That's not crazy because Bill Belichick could mold him. Late day two, late Saturday or late Saturday. And there's value. That's where they got Michelle. That's where Sony Michelle oh, they, to them last year. The fact that they right. the, the the fucking Seahawks picked Rashard Penny 
in the first round, and then they got Sony Michelle in the second is absurd. But you could argue the same thing about fucking Fournette and Kamara. Yeah, you love that though. It's not. It's not even right though because <coughs> he was not? the because he was the most highly touted back that year. Incorrectly. But regardless of what he did at LSU, he would come in and play and run for two hundred yards, and then he would sit out a couple games and protect his draft capital. Yeah. Okay. But Alvin Kamara at Tennessee, he was a workhorse. He was incredible. Yeah, but you, you'd much rather him in, have him in the sixth. No. What? Pardon me. Well, is this our injury? Kamara was the fourth round pick. Well, this is, he's going to a little draft. He transitioned to wait, a little draft. We're we talking sixth round. Yeah, he's a sixth round versus a fourth overall pick. Kamara. Okay, that threw me off. Kamara was a fourth round pick. Or fourth round pick, sorry. Yeah, I thought, yeah, why yeah. did I say things sixth? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Brady. Brady's a sixth round And Fournette was fourth overall. Yes, fourth overall versus fourth round. I'll take the fourth round guy. That's not a conversation. With the better numbers than the fourth that's overall. Not, that's not a conversation. What, what about Zeke or Kamara? See, and he's the, he's, he's the outlier. Because you would still take Zeke in the I top probably, five. I probably would, even though it's pro unless we win a championship on his on his it's next not, contract, which is going to be worth like. It. Okay, put it this way: he right now Zeke is the third highest running back in the league on a fucking rookie contract, in which he lost all his guaranteed monies for because of the bullshit suspension, and he's still number three on that list. And he's talking about holding out this offseason if he doesn't get an extension now. Oh boy, you guys can't afford that. That would break you. Yeah, you can. If he and they pulls will. out and he doesn't play, like he misses camp. He oh misses. no, it's not. They're not gonna let it oh. get to that. They're not gonna let it get to that. But all they, that I mean is, you just can't. The, but it. they're not gonna let it get to a Lev Bell situation and let him fucking get franchise tagged. They will extend him. I think they will. Uh, what it kind of scared me when they drafted him because Stephen Jones is just sitting there like Mr. Burns with his fingers twirling, mm. and he's just like, I'm gonna draft him. I'm gonna run him into the ground, and I'm gonna fucking redraft him in five years. Let's all right. Well, I don't know. We've been all over the place. Let's uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's make sure we fucking sign that picture for the uh, the contest winner, Dave. You're not the only one, eh? Who was doing that? Sun's got to shine on a dog's ass once no. once a, once a day, right? With Lions fans. Even the sun's <laughs> got to shine on a dog's ass someday. Um, make sure you throw it to him sidearm. Matthew Stafford. You're gonna have to give it to him. Oh, true. Um. Trying to think of anything else that uh, we were missing out. I think I left the questions that I had. Where are they? Where'd you leave them? I wrote them down. I, don't, I can't go into my fucking email right now. Or I guess I could. I'm not on the phone with Brandon anymore. Oh well, save them. All right, I'll save them. They're off season Where? questions. Oh yeah, that's okay. So that's what I was gonna say. Well, you do yours first, so I know for proportion uh, for. You should sign it, Johnny. You should sign it in that gray space above you, and then let me and Mike sign underneath us. So ours is kind of like off. Because yours should be highlighted. Um, You're going to have the nicest one. Yeah. Well, I think it goes. But what I was going to say is that I want to start a hashtag for, the dra for draft season. Okay. So hashtag draft SZN. So anytime What's we're talking S -Z -N? season. Oh, draft, draft season. season. Got it, got it, got it. But I want it. I don't want it to be spelled season and blend in with everyone else's. Okay. I want our show hashtag. And anytime anyone has anything to say to us or a question to ask us on Twitter or social media, whatever, hashtag draft season. Anytime we're 
bullshitting with each other on Twitter, sending articles or whatever. Hashtag draft season. Okay, and, so and hashtag we're gonna, draft we're gonna S-Z-N. Okay. We're going to try to get that going over the next three months. Cool. And see how that Yours goes. Yours is so well proportioned. So you were saying down, not on top? Yeah, I was. I was gonna say I, I would go there, and you can go right there. Fucking like down here. Yeah, underneath your feet. There you go. Perfect. And uh, that's fucking out. Do 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 do. It trips me out how it says oh not like that. That looks like it says oh nine hundred. Trips me out. Shut the fuck up. You're gonna get us pulled off Spotify with that shit, but Savage. two hours into it and fucking getting this booted. Um, Alright. Yeah, no one's no one's listening at this point. Thanks right. for tuning in. Shout out to everyone out west at Ford. Uh JD football. Uh Wait, take care, have fun. Yeah. Let's do friends down south of the border. Absolutely. Friends down south of the Shout border. Shout out Chris Con- Chris Konkowski. Congrats to congrats to your brother. One hundred percent. Congrats to your brother. One hundred percent. Shout out hey, shout out Nate Burleson. Follows the page. He's doing a great job. Shout out, too. Shout out Nate Burleson. He's doing a great job as well. He's got a lot more compensating gigs and he's doing Be, a fantastic job. When you wake up tomorrow morning, ask yourself what could I do today? Be like Nate Burleson. And follow dress us on, like Nate Burleson. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Like at talking underscore pigskin. I like to watch him in Seattle. Yeah. Alright. He's good. Take care, guys. Peace out. Get out of my sight, you fuck. Dismissed. Dismissed.